0: Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work.
1: The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the
0: WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com.
1: In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business. Ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design.
0: Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. All right, let's chat about some awkward client situations. (laughs) Um, Regardless of what type of design work you offer or how much experience you have or whatever, you are always subject to getting into these sticky situations with your clients. So, it's all about how you handle them at the end of the day. So, it could be the most awful, horrible, makes you want to cry, crawl in bed with some Ben and Jerry's situation, (laughs) but it's really about how you handle them. So, today I wanted to kind of chat with you about five really awkward client situations that I think everyone will experience if they haven't already or they probably have already experienced a little bit, and then just how to handle those.
1: I'm excited that you're talking about this one because I have had a lot of great awkward situations and you're always the one that stuck helping me, so I know you're going to have some good advice for everybody today.
0: Yeah, this idea actually kind of came to me because there was one like one night a couple weeks ago where you had an issue that you were asking me about people in our Facebook group someone was having an issue there and I got tagged to like help that (laughs) out and I was like telling my husband I was like wait can you pause the show we're watching because all these people really need my help because for some reason I'm so good at dealing with this so here we are So let's just go on ahead and dive right in with the first awkward client situation, and that would be that the client hasn't paid their invoice. Uh, Like immediate heart rate increase. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And actually, um, as of recording this, one of the ladies in our mastermind group brought up that she has a client, she's just waiting to give them their site, and the person will not pay the final invoice. So I think this is the most common situation that designers and just business owners in general deal with. And it is so frustrating because you really want to get paid. Sometimes you need that money to eat. (laughs) Um, And usually at the end of the day, you really just want to be done with the project and move on to something else. So, how I personally would handle this, since all you guys really want to know how I would handle all these things, (laughs) um, (laughs) is just to follow up. So, number one, I would follow up with three separate emails. That's how I personally would do it. Because they might not have seen the invoice, and this is your chance to kind of remind them politely before you go like zero to a hundred and start getting really crazy with them. So I would say send one email that just is like checking in. Hey, wanted to see if you got the invoice. I'm just waiting on you to pay it. Hope everything's okay. It's all good. Short and sweet. So then if you don't hear back from them and they still aren't paying their invoice, you can email them again And remind them that it's holding up the project. So if you haven't gotten payment and you're at the beginning of the project, let them know, I'm not doing any work until I get this first deposit. Or if you're at the end, you can tell them, you know, I cannot install this beautiful design for you or hand over these really gorgeous brand files until you pay me. So... Mm -hmm. Um, Something else I think you should say in that second email is late fees. And I would say to politely mention the late fees. Don't be like, yo girl, if you don't pay me, (laughs) you're going to be getting a late fee. So you better pay now or you'll get these late fees. Um, Just politely mention, you know, if I don't get the payment by X date, there will be a late fee, just a friendly reminder. And then kind of leave it at that. So please note, you've now sent two emails and you're still not getting really crazy all up in their face. (laughs) And actually, you don't do that in this last email either. But in the last follow-up, I would first point out, hey, I haven't heard from you since X. I really hope everything is okay. Um, Remind them that you haven't been paid and this is holding up the project and mention, you know that you're either not gonna give them their files or their website design, or that you're not gonna get started. And then also remind them of the late fees. So this is the last time you're following up, so let them know. If I don't receive this payment by X date, there will be late fees of X amount, and Mm -hmm. here's there you go, that's what's gonna happen. And then I say after the three follow-up emails, if you are like in the middle of the project or you still have work to do or whatever, definitely stop working on the project. Don't do any more work. And I feel like this is really hard for some people. Um especially you, Krista, not to like call you out on this episode, (laughs) but you're so sweet. And most people really are sweet to their clients and they don't want to create any bad situations. So they don't want to follow up a bunch of times. They don't want to be too annoying. They don't want to stop working just in, just in case the client pays their invoice and then they'll be behind. But unfortunately, Your client could never pay the invoice and they could go MIA forever, which I had a client go MIA for like seven months and then follow up about her final invoice. So keep that in mind. After a certain number of emails, it's time to just kind of archive their project folder and move on.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that you're emphasizing asking them if, you know, at least saying I hope everything is okay. Um, I haven't had many situations where clients haven't paid their invoices. There's only two that I can think of. Um, But one of them, I had sent her um, the invoice and then a reminder about the invoice, and she was a couple days late. And the email that got her attention and got her to pay, it was just titled, the subject line was, I hope everything is okay. And in there I said, hey, I haven't heard from you since this date. I know you're excited about your project. I hope everything is okay. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help that's what got her attention and got her to pay. So, definitely like don't go into it accusing them of like being late and not, you know, holding up their end of the deal. Be nice about it, be positive, make sure they're okay cuz a lot of, you know, sometimes that will be the problem. Something happened in their family or something came up really important in their personal life and they just haven't been in their inbox and you don't want to look like a jerk when they finally do go ahead and open it up.
0: Yeah, I can tell you um, things can pop up in the blink of an eye and your client, it, your, the project is the last thing on their mind. Yep. So um, as a quick example, um, my husband and I live just north of the Florida state line. And in October of last year, um, all of a sudden we were evacuating to Tennessee because Hurricane Matthew was going to come and get us. And there was a mandatory evacuation. So that was really last minute. We didn't know that was going to happen. And honestly, I was worried about my clients, but it was the last thing also on my mind because I had to get my husband and my dog to safety so we didn't blow away in the ocean. (laughs) So just, yeah, keep in mind that sometimes things can definitely go wrong and they're not trying to be awful and hold things up or, you know, hold your money hostage. hmm yep. So another really awkward client situation is if they request a refund, but you can't grant it or you won't grant it. So this really is just plain awkward (laughs) because maybe you already spent the money or maybe your contract mentions that you don't offer refunds and either way, it's like, uh, what am I supposed to do now when you get that email? So this is a super sticky situation just because it can lead to some craziness from your client. Um, We talked about this in a different episode when we were talking about contracts, but your client, if you tell them I'm not going to refund you, they may dispute the charges in PayPal or with their bank, so they make sure they get their refund, or they could go full-blown crazy and threaten to take you to court, which has happened to me. So it's really kind of awkward to deal with this, especially if you are not going to give them their money back and they're like on the edge of just losing it. So... How I would handle this is first just try to get back on the right foot. So they may be asking for the refund in the middle of the project. They may be asking for a refund at the end of the project, which would be kind of weird. But um, you may not have even started the work with them and they could be asking for a refund. But at the end of the day, you wanna ask them to just explain what's causing their frustration and how you can get the whole project back on track and fix things with them. If you have already delivered any work, um, it's totally okay to respectfully refer back to your contract. Say, you know, in the contract we both signed, it mentions that your deposit is non-refundable and here's why. And then again, ask if there's just anything you can do to fix it. So, you know, I understand your frustrations. What can I do to make both of us happy? Something else to think about is you really sometimes just have to consider if it's worth the battle. So I know both of us, Krista, have been in a situations <laughs> where the clients have demanded they get their refund, even though our contracts say the, the first 50% is non-refundable. But most of the time, if the client is really crazy, it's just not worth fighting over. And it's like, okay... I'll just give you your refund if you go away.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is worth paying them those few hundred dollars to just go away. And I think this is probably a mistake that newer business owners make the most. And that's definitely where I was when I did it. I was like, I, you know, this $300 is mine. You're not getting this back, you know, after I saved your date, blah, blah, blah. But that woman really quickly taught me that a lot of times it's just not worth it. Put your pride aside, whatever else you need to do and decide if it's really, really worth the PayPal disputes and awful things they're going to email you and all that stuff.
0: Well, and not only that, but this is why it's so important to not spend your income that you're getting from projects um, way ahead of time. I would say, depending on how you're set up with your taxes and whatnot, uh, you may not even be able to because it's separate business income, whatever, all this stuff. But if you are just putting the money in your pocket, you still have to be really careful because you could be in a situation where you get to that point and you just want to refund them, but you just like splurged on stuff with their money and you can't. So just keep that in mind. In a perfect world, all of our design projects would go smoothly. But let's be honest, most of the time, we're not in a perfect world. Sometimes you find yourself waiting to hear back from potential clients, pulling your hair out, trying to get content and feedback from your current clients, or have no idea how to get your client to just pay their final invoice already. It's hard to have just one project that goes smoothly from the second they inquire with you all the way to when you're officially checking that project off of your list. The good news is that you don't have to always drive yourself crazy figuring out how to respond when things don't go smoothly. With my email scripts for designers, you'll know exactly what to do and say in any situation to help you stick to your contract keep that project moving smoothly, and end things on good terms. My email scripts include everything from taking on or turning down a project, how to respond when you aren't getting your stuff on time, and to even what to do if your client is trying to skip out on paying that final invoice. To get your email scripts and check out my other products for designers, head to getbacktodesign.co shop and be sure to enter the code podcast for 15% off your entire purchase. All right, the third awkward client situation is you get feedback that you don't like or don't agree with. And if you haven't dealt with this yet, I just want to say consider yourself lucky because I feel like I've had so many points over the past five years where someone has given me feedback or requested a change and I'm just like, that is awful. That's a terrible (laughs) idea. There's no way I want to do this. And actually, Krista, we just had a client who requested several things and both of us were like... What? No, this is awful. This is dumb. <laughs> like uh-huh. why? <laughs> yep, and you like can't change change their minds even
1: with two of us explaining things. You just sometimes can't change their minds. So,
0: yep, it's so frustrating when this happens. However, it's just Not always worth the fight. Mm -hmm. But how you can handle this, it really depends. So you have to think about, do you not like it because it's annoying that they want to change what you presented to them? Or do you not like it because you actually don't agree with what they're wanting you to do? So if you don't agree with it because you think it can hurt their business in one way or, or another... I think it's important to explain the strategy that went into your decisions. So, if you didn't do this in like a presentation video or whatever with your designs, um, you kind of have to bring that in here and say, you know, based on my experience, I have seen this, what I have presented with you, um, work better than what you actually want me to do. And then it's okay if you remind them of their project and business goals if you have to. You know, say, when we first got started working together, this is what you wanted. And so I designed whatever based on those goals. Um, You know, has something changed? How can we kind of make this work for where you want to go now? But also be open to hearing why they are requesting that specific change. I know for me, I am really stubborn, and my whole entire family is probably like with their hands raised in the air. Or you're happy that I'm. Yeah, or Krista (laughs) right now, happy that I'm admitting that. But Sometimes I don't, I don't want to hear it. I just am like, they're wrong. You're wrong. Even sometimes in personal situations, I'm like, you're wrong. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. Um, but you do have to be open to hearing them out, especially your clients, because they could have a very legitimate reason on why what you designed will not work for them. And if you just don't like what they want... Unfortunately, you may just have to suck it up and move on. You know, that's actually what we did with this client. We tried to explain a few things and she wasn't having it. So we were just like, whatever, you get what you want. And if it doesn't work out, then you wanted it. So we tried yeah (laughs) deep breath (laughs) yeah huge deep breath because it is so frustrating I think when you're like handing stuff over and the client is like no I don't like this and you're like but I love it and why Mm -hmm. don't you like it or you're like this is not going to help your business do what you want your site to do so quit being crazy (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. actually I had someone this morning well, I guess over the past couple of days while well, I'm finishing up revisions, who requested something that at first I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. But after hearing her, hearing her reasoning, I was like, oh, okay. So really simple thing. She wanted her sidebar to be wider. And I was like, why? This is, you know, what I've done is exactly what you saw in the mockups, exactly what you approved. Why do I need to go through, you know, reduce spacing here, make your sidebar wider, redo the responsiveness? But she actually told me, she reached out to her ad networks, ads are a huge part of her business, and they have found that 300 pixel sidebars convert convert by far the best. And they said, you know, reducing it to the size that it was at would hurt her um, income through her ads. I was like, okay, I guess I can take this reasoning. At least there is a reason behind it. I'll suck it up and redo, you know, the sidebar mobile responsiveness. So
0: at times they will have actual valid excuses for things. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, because sometimes, maybe I would say half the time, as much as I don't want to admit it, probably 50% of the time, they do actually have a valid reason as to why they want to change something. It's not just because they don't like it, or they're being wishy-washy, or they're trying to hurt your feelings. There is, like, a legitimate reason And something that you have to keep in mind is that they know their readers, their site visitors, their target market better than we do. I mean, we can ask them all these questions in their questionnaires, but they still know their people better than we do. So they have that better insight. And yes, sometimes they are actually right. And it is okay to bend (laughs) to what they want you to do. Yep. The next awkward client situation would be if a potential client says you are too expensive. So we talked a little bit about this in episode 20, and I think the initial reaction to that kind of like email Or hopefully someone wouldn't have the guts to say it to you over a call, but they Mm -hmm, might, mm -hmm. would be to feel frustrated and start defending your prices. So immediately get on the defense and feel really aggressive and be like, but this is why I want to charge you this much. And, you know, it can easily get out of hand. I think instead of getting defensive, you just have to take a look at why they are saying this. So, is it because they don't have the budget to work with you? Because sometimes that's the case. They want to work with you, but they just can't afford you. And they're not trying to be rude. They're just, you know, trying to say that. So, if that's the case, I think you can handle it by considering creating a custom package that maybe has fewer things. And I know we've gone into this probably in episode 20, but we usually do this for our potential clients who don't have a big enough budget to get a full custom whatever. Um, So you just create a package with fewer things that they can afford. And if you are not absolutely not willing to work for less at least respond respectfully and refer them to other designers with lower price points where they can still get that work done and you can wish them best of luck with their project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually had um, this come up last
1: month or two months ago when I was booking a project. Um, someone inquired about one of my basic packages that's on my website, which at the time was priced at $1,800 and she said their project budget was um, 1500 And at first I was like, okay, well, you see right on my website that you can't get that. But instead I was like, okay, let's, let's be cool about this. Let's channel our inner Corey and respond nicely. (laughs) So I actually responded with a package. I could, a modified version of my package that would hit exactly at their budget. I said, this is what we can do for the budget. You know, it's no problem. This is how this timeline would be adjusted and things like that. She was actually really, really thankful that I did that. And she actually, you know, upsold herself to the full package. She was like, you know, this is great. Thank you for doing this. But I think it would be better for for my client and I to do the full package. So we'll just make that work. And I also, um, in that email, I presented her with an alternate payment plan. So that probably helped as well. Um, but sometimes when you go ahead and create this custom package, they still will go with um, your main package and they'll really appreciate that you were willing to work with them in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because if they see that you're willing to meet them halfway, they're going to sit back and think, wow, this person really wants to work with me as much as I want to work with them. And it makes them want to work with you even more. So they may Mm -hmm. actually, like you said, make that jump and say, I'll figure out how to make it work. (laughs) Yeah. And I have to think if I would have just gone back to her with my initial response, which is,
1: sorry, what you want is this much. I've got to think she would have been like, hey, never mind, you know.
0: So it goes a long way to be kind and patient. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Even when you don't want to be because it is frustrating. So you want to be like, pay what you see on my website. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also people might not look as closely as we do. And we just think they
1: should know all the things. But
0: yeah. (laughs) Yep. Now, the next thing to think about is, are they saying this because they aren't willing to pay what you're worth? And if so, that is just a bummer. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people like this online who just don't want to pay what you are worth. And it's because they don't respect your time. And because of that, it's not worth fighting with them, trying to justify your prices, you know. I would personally handle that situation by explaining that you are not able to be too flexible with your rates and respectfully turn down the project and then refer them to other designers with a lower price point. So for Mm -hmm. me, I have found that this is a red flag and it's not worth the headache most of the time because it's going to turn into other things that they don't respect or Mm -hmm they just become a huge frustration during the project. So it's just better off to hand it to someone else and move on with another project.
1: Yeah, you are so sorry. And actually one of the the most frustrating clients I ever had was like this, like I would quote her for something, And every single time she would come back just straight up asking if I could do it for a lower price or for my monthly maintenance packages, even she asked if she could have a $10 a month discount. And like after a while, I did not even mess with her. I was just straight up. No, it's this much. You know, if you you don't want to pay that, here's this other person. But every time she would come back and be like, okay, let's just do it. And it was a nightmare because, like you said, she was never happy. She was always trying to just sneak in something extra without having to pay. It was just like a constant nightmare. So seriously, my recommendation would be even if they come back and be like, okay, never mind, I'll pay that, just refer them elsewhere if you don't really need work really, really badly because it's definitely a red flag.
0: Yeah, it's – I feel like it's such an awkward situation too because – you do want to scream at them and be like, you wouldn't want someone asking you of this. Cause I know this is like a huge thing for designers um, and photographers too, who they, they get asked to do stuff for free or for cheap for family and friends when they're just getting started, you know, all that kind of situation. And I personally believe that even when you're getting started, you should do it for a little bit of money. Even if it's not like a crazy high rate, something that you would want in, you know, a year or two, start somewhere. Don't just do anything for free because you don't want people to take advantage of you. And you, if someone pays you anything, but especially what you are asking for the first time, they are going to respect you so much more during the project. And it's going to really help establish boundaries and make them want to listen to you and ask your advice. So anyone who's like, I don't want to do it for that much. You're too expensive. Why do you charge that much? Asking you to justify, asking you to justify why you charge so much. It's just not worth it. No, I agree. So my last awkward situation would be that the client wants more work, but you don't like them (laughs) and you do not want to continue your relationship. Mm. Now, this is definitely awkward. And I think maybe you have had this happen or I feel like I've helped someone who has had this happen to them because it's like you worked with the client and then you realized how awful they were and you were like please never email me again and then you see their name pop up and you're Uh. like no no I didn't I can't I don't want this (laughs) so if you feel the project hasn't gone smoothly for one reason or another maybe you just think you're Client is downright annoying. This is totally (laughs) normal for some people. Um, And like I was saying, it's really uncomfortable because sometimes, maybe most of the time, the client doesn't feel the same way about the relationship, obviously, if they're coming back to you. And so you are the one that feels really poorly and they are like super eager to work with you. And you're just like, I don't know what to do here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was me that you helped with this. And it was actually (laughs) the same client I was just telling you about. (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) Like, eventually, it was to the point where I would see her name in my email inbox, and I would just get anxious and mad and upset, and even tears would happen at times. Like, I just can't deal with her anymore. Um, And I can see the steps you have outlined and exactly how to uh, deal with this. And that's basically what I did. So... I have another point I'll make after you go through that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, how I would handle this is to not throw them or their project under the bus. You know, don't be really rude. Don't just delete the email and pretend they didn't exist. (laughs) Um, But respectfully let them know that you are not available to do the work. Now, I think here a lot of people would say, I'm booked out. I can't work with you. Or, I'm going on vacation. I can't work with you. You do not have to lie. Mm -hmm. I think this goes in with other things that we've talked about in past episodes. You don't have to justify yourself so much. You can literally just say... Thank you for reaching out to me, but I am just not available to help you with this. And when you say that, make sure you kind of also refer them to a few other designers that you trust to help them. And if you think they are a particularly awful client, it doesn't hurt to let those designers know that they're not that great of a client. Mm-hmm. But at least don't leave them hanging because this was a client who paid you a certain amount of money and you don't want to ditch them and leave them, you know, out high and dry.
1: Yeah. And you never want to really burn a bridge. But like, this is kind of what I did with that client. She was one who I would open my inbox. You know, I tried to stay out of my inbox for most of the day. I'd check it once or twice. And she's one where every time I opened that baby, she'd have three to five emails in there. Um, Like I said before, she thought my prices were too high and I was trying to haggle things, things like that. In my email to her, I just literally said, you know, I don't think I'm serving you the way you need to be served. I can't get to your you know what you need fast enough and that's not fair to you. So, here is someone who I know will do a better job and I had asked that person first. I gave her a full rundown. Here's what this client is like. Do you want to work with her? And luckily, she said yes. And the client was actually upset. She was sad that we weren't going to be working together anymore, but her feelings weren't hurt. Like I didn't say anything. I didn't have to feel guilty about lying. I just presented it as I'm not serving you well. Here's someone who can. So, that made both of us feel I think as good as we
0: could about the situation. Yeah, I think that's another really good way to handle that. Um, It's kind of like the it's not you, it's me thing in relationships. So you are not putting any of the blame on them. You're not saying, no, you were horrible the last time we worked together. You're like, you know, I just don't think I can serve you as best as you really deserve and Mm -hmm. here's someone else who can and I think that's amazing that you like let that other person Mm -hmm. know hey here's what you can expect are you sure you want this client (laughs) there were several are you sure are you sure you're sure (laughs) you mean you're really sure like sure like, really, you want some this client. I just cut out for that stuff, I guess. Yeah, I think some people can handle the difficult clients a little bit better mm-hmm. than others. Yeah. But just to kind of wrap things up here, remember that there are so many different tricky situations that you may find yourself in when it comes to working with clients. So, you may have all of these situations if you are like us and kind of unlucky, or you may have different ones. And they can make you uncomfortable, embarrassed, and downright angry, depending on the situation. But it is all about how you handle them. So, I would say your action steps, let me just go roll right into those, would be to create a library of canned responses for the situations we've covered today for when that happens to you. Because I'm not going to say if necessarily, because I really do think all five of these you're going to experience at some point in your career. So make your canned responses of what you would say, because this is really going to help you when you are seeing red and fuming and steam is coming out of your ears because of your client. But also, if you get stuck in a different sticky situation. Here is what I recommend to you. This is what I do. This is kind of what I recommend to everyone. So, take a deep breath and give yourself time to cool down. So, if you just read a really terrible email, close your email, let it, you know, let it be. Go for a walk, go watch some YouTube videos, go do something else. Um, hopefully no one has an awkward situation like on a call, but if you do take a deep breath on the call, you know, explain that you need to go or kind of try to hold it all together until after the call is over and then you can go crazy. (laughs) Um, But I would say after that, write your response with a level head. So I encourage you to take a deep breath and give yourself time to cool down because you don't want to write a response when you're fuming angry. That's something that I think a lot of people, their initial thing, regardless of the situation, is to come back really defensive and... That just creates more bumps with the client. So instead, just kind of cool down and make sure you're writing your response after you've considered the situation and you're like level-headed again. I also recommend to get a peer to check over your email. I have done this for Krista and the other couple of ladies in our mastermind group countless times. And I've also done it several times for those in our Facebook group. And I don't mind because this is a great way to make sure that you are not being too aggressive, too offensive. um, You're not being too defensive either. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of getting your point across without burning the bridge or causing more problems. Then I would say allow yourself time to feel what you feel. So after you sent that email, if you need to have some tears come out, let them come out. And then let it go and just move on. Because at the end of the day, if you're ending a project poorly or you just have that one moment that is really terrible, you just kind of have to let it go and move on with other projects, and move on with your life. But it is okay if you need to eat some Ben and Jerry's beforehand. That's recommended, yes. (laughs) Yes. And also, I will mention that there will be a link to my email scripts in the show notes for this episode because I have scripts for all but one of these situations to where you don't even have to figure out what to say you can kind of have me in your back pocket Mm -hmm. and know exactly how I would handle any of those situations good stuff
1: thank you so much for listening for show notes past episodes and more information about the two of us visit us online at
0: getbacktodesign.co If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available.
1: Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.